Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. It took me a couple of episodes, but I decided to title these provoking conversations, Bastards, Orphans, or Sons. Now, I don't want you to be offended more by the title than you are by the fact that we keep living outside the Father's house. We keep living outside of His reach, outside of His training and discipline, and therefore, we do not mature. Take a listen, my friends. Do not remain in places of bitterness, resentment, and being distant from the Father because of controversy with Him. Come close, my friends, and let Him raise you. Listen carefully, share with others, and I thank you for being here with me on Tent Talk. Bastards, orphans, or sons. So I'm saying this to get your attention straight away. We have got to come to a place that we yield to the goodness of the Father so that we will allow Him to train us to develop us, to mature us. So on our previous episode, we looked at there's going to have to be a transcending of personality and narcissism and charm and all of these things that can oftentimes lead us to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, to indulge ourselves way more than we (laughs) would ever, ever do under normal circumstances because it is going to be, according to the scripture, it is going to be those who are the well-trained, who are mature in their relationship with God. And if his goodness is going to increase our greatness, increase our sound and our thickness and, and increase our numbers and our magnitude and our impact, then we've got to make sure that we are truly living in his goodness. And if there's anything that fights us living in his goodness, it is bitterness. And when that bitterness, when we finally realize though we may be bitter towards people, it is really God that we're having the controversy with. And when these things are left to fester and they are left for another day and are unresolved, they cause some of the greatest issues within our life. They trip us up. They cause us to be what one place in the scripture says that when you can feel no pain, then it says they give themselves over to sexual sin. And we must recognize that though that may sound like a very strong statement, right? This is the language of Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, if there is any chapter that is to get the attention of sons in this hour, it is Hebrews 12. It is In the Message Bible, it opens up and says the chastening of the Lord. And my friends, as one who has firmly benefited from the chastening of the Lord, I want to encourage you, do not remain in bitterness. Do not remain uh, in self-indulgence. And this is why I said bastards or orphans or sons, because many times we talk about the orphan spirit and it's like, oh, it just, you know... uh, exudes you know to to be pitied and and bless our hearts we we would be wonderful if we just had a father 
Well, I want to submit to you that you've never been without a father spiritually because you're either uh, a son to Satan. And doesn't that just sound so strange? But that's what the old creation is, is they're called sons of disobedience. And uh, we're, uh, we can read in John 8 where Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're of your father, the devil. And he's been a liar and a murderer from the beginning. He's the father of all lies. You see, we've never really been orphans. We may have lived like orphans, but you're either still in the kingdom of darkness and your father is Satan, or you are now in the kingdom of the son, Jesus Christ. And because of him, your father has become God, the father. And this is so striking for some people. So we can function just like you can function and think you're a sinner, but if you're born again, you're not. So our perspective, our viewpoint, uh, our perceptions, all of these things is why discipleship is so disruptive is that this stuff has to be, we've got to be overturned. I mean, we've got to have, we've got to throw off so many of these things. And, and here in Hebrews 12, as I'm going to read, Hebrews 12 talks about, are you going to act like illegitimate offspring? Are you going to act like bastards, right? Where no one can discipline you. No one can bring training to you. There can be no restraint put upon you. You have thrown off all restraint. No one is going to tell me what to do, right? And so this is where we come to see why the question is bastards, orphans, or sons, because it tells us here very clearly Oh, we're going to live in the goodness of God. Our greatness is going to be known, but only as we come into that place of being one with him, which means an aspect of that is that we allow him to train us, to discipline us. Now, remember, this isn't the same as punishment as most of us have come to believe it, uh, because Jesus took all our punishment on the cross. Do you know him crucified? If you do then you know that you're entering into a maturing phase, a deep developmental phases. Let me, let me make this plural. And that you are being matured for such an hour of history. So we don't want to remain in the perception of being orphans. Oh, we have a father and therefore we have a future and we are being prepared for that future right now. If I haven't already reminded you you need to go and get your ticket to be at my online event, The Vault. Load-bearing people are being developed right now. But to be load-bearing, my friends, we have to let go of the burdens of bitterness that we keep carrying. We cannot take on load-bearing uh, capacity in Christ if we keep bearing burdens of bitterness uh, from uh, unresolved issues within our life of either things that have been done to us, things that we have done, just the general mindset and fruit bearing of flesh is, is that it is going to be bitter because there are unfulfilled expectations. And so we need to understand these things, but let me, let me just read some of Hebrews 12 to you because would you agree that the word of God can bring us into places of great understanding that you can't get anywhere else? Now, I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. And yes, I'm about to read Hebrews 12. 
This is the instruction that we need, the word of God. So listen to me, and then we'll pick up in our next episode. But I want you to listen carefully. Hebrews 12, Message Bible. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it, strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Oh, I just have to stop right here. This is a big part of school, my friends. Study how he did it. And it's not going to be so that you can imitate him, but it's so that you can catch a clue as to what Holy Spirit and the Father are about to do in you, the same as they did in Jesus when he was maturing from a babe to a son. Okay, see, I'm going to get all, all, all stirred up here. So let me go back. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Verse 4, in this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you, to say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourselves or have you forgotten? Now, I want you to take note right here. I know I keep interrupting, but I'm I'm stirred. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Right here, you see that he's about to warn us about this feeling sorry for ourselves. This uh, place of self-pity. Now, I'm of the deep belief that we are in deep need of pity because the word says that God has had love, pity, and mercy upon us. But my friends, when we do not take our need to the Father, see, we're not allowing that discipline. We're not allowing him to be the one who meets the need. Okay, here we go back. Verse 5, Message Bible, Hebrews 12. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and that God regards you as his children, as his sons. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. He's treating you as dear children, as sons. This trouble you're in isn't punishment, it's training. Do you hear that? This trouble you're in isn't punishment, it's training. I believe in other versions it says you are not being punished, you are being prepared. Verse 8, this is the normal experience of children. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? Verse 9, We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us, so why not embrace God's training so we can truly live? Now catch this, true living. 
While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it is going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely, for it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. Verse 12, under the heading, Warning Against Rejecting God's Grace. Verse 12, So don't sit around on your hands. No more dragging your feet. Clear the path for long-distance runners so no one will trip and fall, so no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Help each other out and run for it. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Watch out for the Esau syndrome, trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Did you catch that? The Esau syndrome. You well know how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing, but by then it was too late. Tears or no tears. Unlike your ancestors, you didn't come to Mount Sinai, all that volcanic blaze and earth-shaking rumble, to hear God speak. The ear-splitting words and soul-shaking message terrified them, and they begged him to stop. When they heard the words, if an animal touches the mountain, it's as good as dead, they were afraid to move. Even Moses was terrified. No, that's not your experience at all. You've come to Mount Zion the city where the living God resides. The invisible Jerusalem is populated by throngs of festive angels and Christian citizens. It is the city where God is judge, with judgments that make us just. You've come to Jesus, who presents us with a new covenant, a fresh charter from God. He is the mediator of this covenant. The murder of Jesus, unlike Abel's, a homicide that cried out for vengeance, became a proclamation of grace. Now I want you to catch that. The murder of Jesus became a proclamation of grace. Verse 25. So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, what will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? His voice that time shook the earth to its foundations. This time, he's told us this quite plainly. He'll also rock the heavens. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stern. The phrase, one last shaking, means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essentials stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship deeply reverent before God, for God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn, and he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. Wow, my friends, there is so much there that I want to share, but I'm going to wait until our next conversation. 
I want you to recognize the love of God coming to you. You must hear this. You must read it, receive it as one who is born again, right? And that God's fire, remember we talked about this in the last episode, it is a fire that comes to judge and sift, but it is also the fire of his presence of divine love and protection. My friends, he is going to cleanse his house. He is getting us ready for uh, new depths of knowing him, his goodness, and therefore it will increase our greatness. It's going to increase our sound, my friends. We cannot have the sound of bitterness, the sound of self-indulgence, the sound of do whatever you want. It must be a sound of sons who have been delivered from themselves, every controversy dealt with, every conflict uh, recognized and dealt with. We must be those who um, heed him in this time. Heed his warnings. He's not threatening you. He's warning you. He's saying, come closer. Stay with me. I'm working in you to deliver from every um, bitterness, from everything that would keep you from him. We do not want to be sons who are locked up in self-indulgence locked up in old mindsets that keep us at arm's length from God. Because my friends, you have a father, you have a future. So let's stay with him and continue on in these conversations. Love you all. I'm stepping in right here to encourage you and to invite you to The Vault, a private online event that I will be hosting on March 4th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. The sessions will be very strong and the activities that we will do will begin to get your attention at a whole new level. The interaction that you may have with others who join, the worksheets, the workbook that you will have, This is going to help you to begin to discern, am I one of those load-bearing people that God is preparing right now? And I want you to join me for this time. Then we will see, will there be other times that we may gather for further training? I don't want to just talk about it, my friends. I want to do it. And I want to be a part of producing strong, stout, clean, pure, glad-hearted, trustworthy sons unto the Father. Join me for The Vault, private online event, March 4th. Thank you for listening today. Before we go, I have one final ask and a bit of info. If you like our content, hit the share button to tell someone about it and subscribe at nancymccready.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss another episode. Also, I don't know if you've heard, but Google Podcasts are going away in April. So if you listen on Google Podcast, jump over now and make sure you subscribe to Tent Talk Podcast on my YouTube channel. All of our podcasts are listener supported and your gifts at nancymccready.com are greatly appreciated. Until next time.